The Fed doesn't get it. Last December, the Fed cut rates and called it a mid-cycle adjustment. And that was really a signal that the Fed would take a wait-and-see approach for, on further cuts. And both stock and bond markets went into turmoil, which forced Powell to turn around, take that all back, now known as the Powell pivot. Well, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal this weekend, and the article discusses how the Fed can or will communicate to the market that maybe, just maybe, possibly, they've done enough for now. And in the absence of more deterioration, they are just going to sit tight, take a wait-and-see approach. I almost wonder whether they're trying to call it a mid-cycle adjustment, but by a different term. And this is unbelievable, totally unbelievable. Look, I don't know if we're going into a recession. You don't know if we're going into a recession. And the Fed doesn't know if we're going into a recession. There are very, very few, if any, reliable leading indicators, indicators that actually lead what's going to happen. But the best signal that we have, in my opinion, says the risk of recession is way up. And with rates already so low, the Fed should be absolutely terrified of this scenario. I'm Ken Balso. I'm a CFA charter holder, and I spent my career on Wall Street and in the financial markets. And I do this podcast to talk about finance and economic issues in ways that can be understood by everyone, even if you're not a financial professional. Please subscribe. We're not going to have a smooth financial future. Don't be the last to know what's going on. So when I just said, the best signal we have, in my opinion, says the risk of recession is way up, that signal is the yield curve. I've talked about this previously. I'm not going to get too in-depth about what the yield curve is or why it matters, but I will show you again that the New York Fed has a graph that exclusively uses this indicator in order to create the probability of a recession. I'll put it up on the screen right now. Jeff Gunlock, uh, a brilliant, incredibly successful uh, investor who runs DoubleLine, founded DoubleLine, he said in his September webcast, and I made note of it at the time, said, it's amazing. The Fed has over 700 PhD economists in their system, and all of them together don't produce work that's more valuable than this line. Okay, so don't write off the yield curve and what the yield curve is saying. So let's jump to the article here. The article is titled, Fed Eyes Another Rate Cut, Ways When to Stop. Subtitled, Officials Face Questions Over Whether and How Strongly to Signal Pause and Cuts After October Meeting If Economic Data Holds Steady. Federal Reserve officials are heading into their meeting in two weeks, likely to cut interest rates, while debating whether they have done enough for now to vaccinate the economy against growing risks of sharper slowdown. Okay, so my thought on that, the yield curve is still not normal. It's inverted. It might be slightly less inverted. It is still not in a position where the Fed should feel comfortable. Okay. And, and we can look at the, the New York Fed indicator that I just showed, right? It hasn't significantly declined, showing that we are still at very elevated risks of recession. Go back to the article. Now they're deliberating whether to call time out on the current sequence of rate cuts, how much time they need to assess the effect of these moves, and how to communicate their plans. 
Investors in interest rate futures markets have maintained strong expectations of a cut at the October meeting, a 90% probability as of Friday, according to CME, CME Group, in part because Fed officials have done little to dispel those expectations. The market has priced in that they'll cut in two weeks. It's over 90%. The Fed almost never surprises the market. That they will cut in two weeks is baked in the cake unless something dramatic happens. I think this article doesn't really is leaving that on the table. It's really talking about uh, what language the Fed will use about guidance about future hikes after that. I'll skip down a little bit. If officials conclude that they sh should signal a possible timeout from rate cuts, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell could disappoint investors who have come to expect additional central bank support. Quote, the risk is that even a balanced message that avoids sending a clear, quote, we are done, end quote, message results in a sell-off, end quote, in short-term bonds, sending interest rates up. This is John, Jan Hazias says this. Hazias from Goldman Sachs, great economist, he makes this point that even if they send a balanced message of, and avoiding sending a clear, we are done message, that could still be quite negative. The Fed usually cuts interest rates because bad things are happening in the economy, but sometimes it has cut rates because the, of a troubling developments have gone up, similar to taking out an insurance policy. The challenge is judging how much insurance is needed. Quote, you don't know how long you have to buy it or how much you have to buy, end quote, said Vincent Reinhardt, former senior Fed economist who's now chief economist at Mellon. And then, and then it has, the article talks about Mr. Uh, Jay Powell highlighting 1995 and 1998, when the Fed cut three times to avoid a recession. And it says the economy took the accommodation on board, gathered steam again, and the expansion continued. So that's the spirit in which we're doing this. Okay, fine. That's the little wish that he writes down and wishes, uh, wishes comes true. But here's the other thing that happens. The article later talks about what happens in, it happened in 2007. For example, Okay, I would say the, the same thing happened in the year 2000. Totally flat-footed. A recession comes, and the Fed is saying right up until the recession that they are not expecting a recession. One, back to the article, it says, one way Fed officials have in the past signaled a possible timeout from rate cuts was to highlight the accumulation of recent stimulus, though plans to take a breather from cutting rates don't always work out. In October 2007, for example, okay, we were right on the cusp. Fed officials followed a half a point cut in September with another quarter point cut. They discouraged expectations of future cuts in their post-meeting statement, just like they're talking about doing now. Okay, we were a month away from a recession and they were, and they were doing what they're talking about doing now. But the economy slid into recession one month later, triggering a more aggressive round of rate reductions. I'll skip down a little bit. Global manufacturing is slumping. Mr. Cletus said Friday that he didn't see evidence of shocks or slowdowns, quote, spilling into the consumer. This is the kind of language we see all the time. Fed officials make these comments that they don't see a recession coming. Uh, the economy seems to be fine. They use more technical handholding, but the yield curve is not normal. The Fed, in my opinion, should be aggressively providing accommodation until the yield curve gets back to normal. Okay, And that's because even though we don't know if we're going to be in a recession or not, the odds are way up and they have 
much, much reduced firepower if, in fact, we do go into recession. So I don't know if this article is even a trial balloon, just to see how the market will feel about that kind of statement before the statement even happens. I'm, I'm recording this on Sunday night. The futures have opened. They're up two points, which is to say basically unchanged. So we haven't really seen a response in the market. But I think this is a big mistake. Thanks for watching.